And here's what happens in the game. If you end up losing or you end up dying because the monster kills you, you literally have another life. So you just start all over again. And I see life as the same exact way. I, my goal is to elevate my mind to the highest level of consciousness and to elevate my being to the highest level of self-realization in this lifetime. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast, and today I have a very, very special woman that I am interviewing. She is my biz bestie, my business partner, Sandy Bo. Sandy and I met back in 2013 at a fitness competition. She was on stage competing, and she had an opportunity to do a performance, and she chose to sing a song. And in the beginning of her performance, she talked about how she had lost her cousin, Lena, to leukemia, and she was dedicating the song and her fitness competition in her memory. And it immediately brought me to tears because I had lost my sister to leukemia and I instantly felt connected through her vulnerability to her. And when she got off stage, I walked up to her with tears in my eyes and I just gave her a big hug. And I said, thank you so much for being so brave and for sharing your story. I lost my sister to leukemia as well. And I just want to say, I'm so grateful for you sharing that. We became Facebook friends and years later, she checked into a coffee shop an hour away from where I lived in upstate New York. Now we had met out in Massachusetts. I had no idea where she lived. I sent her a DM on Facebook, letting her know that I would love to get to know her better. We set up a girl date to paint pottery. And it was one of those experiences where you just feel like you've known this person your entire life. We went in deep on things like family and relationships and business and trauma and struggles, heartaches, all the things. And From that conversation spawned the most beautiful friendship and relationship. Sandy has taught me so much about what it looks like to live and serve from a place of alignment, how to honor my energetic container. She has taught me so much about meditation and having difficult conversations and setting boundaries. Literally, she has been one of the greatest teachers in my life. And Sandy and I co-founded a company called Ladies Aligned. If you haven't heard about it, you can go check us out on Instagram and our website at Ladies Aligned. And stay tuned for a very, very big announcement that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. So in this episode, Sandy and I dive into so many different topics, but the overarching theme really is what it looks like to live from a place of true possibility prosperity and what energy consciousness is. So Sandy believes that self-care is being self-aware. And in this episode, she talks about how the tools of meditation has helped her to become more successful in all areas of her life and how watching her dad work hard and chase money 
ultimately led to unfulfillment taught her that actually there's a different way to do life. And Sandy shares why it's so important to anchor in the beliefs that support the idea that working less can lead to making more when you are connected to your core values. She explains how to create your unique soul blueprint. And in the end of the episode, we share a couple of laughs over some of the quirky things that make Sandy who she really is. So Sandy Vo is a meditation teacher who is devoted to serving you on your journey to self-realization. She is the host of the Prosperous podcast and founder of Prosperous School of Self-Realization. She's also the co-founder of Media Brand and Network Ladies Aligned. She is on the board of the SUNY Mindfulness Institute as a mindfulness educator for faculty, board, and students. Sandy struggled with depression and anxiety, which led her to become an overachiever to numb the pain. Her path of burnout eventually led her to yoga science philosophy, spirituality, and meditation. After being a student and teaching for a few years to hundreds of students, Sandy started her own business and is a mentor to high-performing women who desire to integrate grounding techniques, break through emotional barriers, increase mental stamina, be more productive, and transcend the fears through spiritual growth so they can thrive in their business. Through her school, podcast, private mentorship, and retreats, Sandy's work helps her clients to become the most prosperous version of them. Themselves. And a few fun facts about Sandy. She currently lives by the Adirondacks with her soulmate and fiance, Zach, her pup son, Brody, and she can often be found laying around in a hammock overlooking mountains and a lake in her leisure time. She makes a seriously mean cup of matcha and she requires one belly hurting laugh every single day. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Sandy Bo. Oh my gosh. I am literally so excited for this conversation right now, guys. I have the original teacher, the Buddha herself, my biz bestie, Sandy Vo on the podcast today. I can't believe that it's taken us this long to sit down and actually record a podcast episode together. Like it just seems insane to me, but I know that whatever we talk about today is going to be divinely guided. So Sandy, thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. You already have me geeking out from cheek to cheek. Okay. What I love about you. Okay. There's so many things that I love about you. First, I love what I really love and respect and appreciate about you is your willingness to have difficult conversations and set boundaries like a mofo. Like you have taught me what conscious communication really looks like. And I also love your sense of humor. You are one of the funniest people that I know. And we could probably spend an entire podcast episode talking about all the weird, quirky things that you do that literally make my heart so happy. <laughs> um, so oh, tell me, you so much. you're so welcome. What is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, well, I think it's so funny that you brought up having tough conversations and setting boundaries um, because I'll share with you the most recent boldly courageous thing that I've done. And that is a conversation that transpired between my dad and I. So for those of you who don't know, I have been estranged from my father for about 12 years. And it wasn't until last year at Melissa and I's event, Align and Rise, did we reconnect and really begin to set a new foundation for our relationship. And it was such a beautiful experience. Well, just a couple days ago, 
I called my dad just to check in on him and see how he was doing. And uh, he was asking me a little bit about my business and how everything was going. And I told him that it was thriving and it was doing better even in the time of a lot of uncertainty and COVID-19. And his first response to me was, that's really great. Make sure that you don't work too hard. And I had to sit with that for a little bit because I, I had a choice in that moment. I could have just continued to graze on and like not have the conversation, but instead I decided to have the difficult conversation because I knew that it would lead to a lot of healing and I knew that I needed to express my truth. So I said to my dad, actually, I don't work that hard. And I learned a lot from watching you as I was growing up. You taught me a lot of what to do and what not to do. And I'm so grateful for that. One of the things that you taught me to do is to be resilient in my nature, right? But one of the things that you taught me not to do is to not work so hard because I watched you work so hard my entire life and it didn't lead us to a place of fulfillment within our family. And it was interesting because before I actually said that part, my dad said to me, I'm so glad that you don't work as hard because I have been chasing money my entire life, thinking that I could support my family, thinking that it would solve every problem that I have and it would bring us happiness. But, you know, here I am, he's on his, his third relationship, third, um, almost marriage. And he is in a place where he's still unfulfilled. And so to have that moment together was really special. And he said to me, you know, I just want to acknowledge you. And I'm really proud of you because you're 28 years old and you've come to this knowingness so soon. And I know that you have a whole big life in, in front of you. And he was like, I'm 50 something now, and it's already too late for me. And I got to share with him how it's actually not too late. And we're actually working together to get his construction business set up because he's finally free from, you know, doing the, the jobs that he did in the past that didn't bring him a lot of joy. And this is exactly what brings him joy. So I share that as a boldly courageous moment because I feel like a lot of us have unconscious patternings within our mind and belief systems that came from our parents. And when we can actually examine those thoughts and where they're coming from and recognize that, wait a second, working hard to make more money is my father's story and it's not mine. And today I get to release that story and offer it to him. And I get to live my life in a completely different way. I get to feel happy and free and prosperous and joyful right now and know that that's going to bring me all the, the material items within the world towards me. And, um, when we can actually sit and open up the doors to have that conversation, that's when the deeper relationship develops. That's when freedom comes because you start feeling like this energetic relief because you're no longer holding on to stuff that have been controlling the way that you've been showing up and you just feel free. So that was the most boldly courageous thing that I've recently done. Mm, I love that every time you and I have conversations, we always talk about these types of things where you have literally been so willing to go deep with family and heal those wounds and those relationships, because not only does it set you free, right, in your own personal life and change the direction of your life and the relationships that you have facilitated with your fiance and, you know, the future of your children, but what it does for your family as well. And like you shared that you were estranged from your family and, or from your dad rather, and how I just witnessing you having those difficult conversations prior to align and rise and your whole family come together. It's been 
so beautiful. And I, I agree with you. I think that everything that we want is on the other side of, of a difficult conversation. So I love that you shared that. And I think it's really relatable. People sit in fear for, um, fear of hurting the other person's feelings or like, you know, pulling the covers back and like peeling back the hood and seeing what's really under, you know, the covers. And that can be really scary sometimes, but I love that you shared that. I think it's so beautiful. And you said something about watching your dad work harder and chase money and how that led to unfulfillment. And I know for you, that was a little bit of your story as well, working in the solar industry and making a lot of money and ultimately leaving to follow your passion of teaching meditation. And you've worked through so many blocks around money and working and burnouts. Can you talk a little bit more about how you've managed to get to a place where you make more money, but you're actually working less or it's so much easier in terms of quote unquote work? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. And I love that you were able to just be there for the whole entire journey. So you got to (laughs) witness a little bit of how everything unfolded. Yeah. I think that the idea or the concept of working less and making more sounds very simple, but in actuality, what happens behind the scenes is so much healing work, looking at some of those patterns that are sitting in your unconscious or subconscious programming and actually being able to look at it and giving yourself permission to do that. And for me, it started when I was, so I was teaching meditation for about three years until before I started to get into the solar industry. And the reason why I got in the solar industry was because I wanted it to support myself as a meditation teacher. I knew that that was the thing that I loved. I had spoken at universities and taught hundreds of students at that point. And I wanted to continue doing that. I knew that it was my life's calling, but I didn't know how I could monetize that. So what I did is I found a career path with environmental sales. And through the things that I've learned from meditation, I was able to build a very substantial income quickly. My first, my first paycheck through that job was around $18,000, $20,000. And I was like, holy crap, the, the stuff that I'm learning, the practices that I'm learning and I'm integrating, it actually works because I'm seeing this outer success. But what ends up happening is I didn't feel fulfilled in that sales job, even though I was making more money than I could have ever made at like 23 years old. And I was in a relationship at that time that wasn't entirely fulfilling. I knew that my path was leading me to a place where I needed to dig a little bit deeper. And it wasn't until something super traumatic happened um, in my sales job that it completely transitioned or transpired me to finally look at what was happening within my subconscious programming. So um, when I was in my sales job, which involves knocking doors, um, I don't, if, for people who know me, it's probably hilarious to imagine me knocking doors. Like if, just imagine me walking up to your door and knocking on it and telling you a little bit about solar, right? Like that was m- my past life. And Uh, One of the doors that I knocked on uh, was a referral customer and it was an older gentleman. And um, I actually ended up getting sexually molested by that person. And it was a very traumatic experience in my life. However, what it did was it led me to a place where I was able to look at this work a little 
And I had to sit and ask myself, well, I knew that this sales job really wasn't for me. I knew it. And I knew that it was bringing me income. I knew that it was bringing me comfort, but I knew that I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So why did I keep staying in it? And I kept forcing myself to stay in it and stay in it to such a degree where I manifested, I physically manifested an illness within my body. And I had diverticulitis, which is a dis-ease that people who are typically 50 years or older would get. So I, my will and my ego was just so stubborn that I continued to stay on that path, even though I knew that it wasn't good for me until the universe brought this situation into my life to such a painful degree that I had to quit. I had to not force myself to knock on these doors because I didn't know if the next door that I knocked on, that it would end up in the same situation. So from there, I finally decided to make the transition, quit that job and transition into teaching meditation full time and monetizing that on my own. And so the thing that I want to share with people who are listening to this right now and kind of understanding a little bit more about how to work less and make more money, the first thing that I want to share with you is that it really does come down to your energy and your own fulfillment. When you can become connected to your life's calling or your life's purpose, even if you don't know what it is yet, I don't want you to listen to this and think of it as some grandiose thing. Your life purpose could be to love. Your life purpose could be to add more joy to someone's life. But when you feel like you're not connecting to that, then you become more out of alignment. And so what happens is as I started deepening my path and I started becoming more aware of what my life's calling was, I started to become very clear about the energy and the way in which I wanted to show up. And when I became more clear with that, I started to realize that I can actually rewire my mind to work less and keep this vibrant energy going than to force myself to work more or do something that I don't love to then force myself into a place where I don't feel fulfilled. So what it all comes down to is understanding your energy and your life's calling and what your core values are. And then from there, being able to create your life or your business around your core values. And what happens is you begin to start changing the way that you show up. You start changing your patterns. And from there, you start creating or attracting more people because your energy works like a magnet. When you're clear about your energy and you're clear about your life's calling and you're clear about the way that you're showing up, naturally, the universe wants nothing more than to offer you exactly what you desire. As Rumi says, what you seek is also seeking you. And so when you can get clear with that, your energy starts becoming like a magnet and out of nowhere, you will get the emails, you will get random people messaging you on your Instagram, you will have people reaching out to you and connecting you to the right people. And suddenly your business starts building in a place that doesn't require you to work as hard as you initially thought that you had to. And that's just one of the examples. But of course, because this is a pattern that's been so deeply rewired in my mind, I had to go through that a few times to eventually get to, I had to go through that. And I had to go through a close point of burnout a few times to eventually get to a place where I feel like, wow, I am so certain about the way that I want to show up. I'm so certain about how I want to serve. And through that certainty, success is then created.
I think we could end the episode right there because you just dropped so many nuggets. <laughs> but I want to talk about, um, I want to go deeper on this a little bit in terms of energy consciousness, because I know this is something that you talk a lot about. And I love that you shared, you know, creating your life and business around what your core values are. And when you do that, you naturally start to create from a place of energetic fulfillment, right? And I know for you, one of your core values is self-care and meditation and deep, deep spiritual practices. And this is the place that you basically create energy from, right? Because we're all energy and your energy is your number one priority. So can you share a little bit more around what exactly is energy consciousness and how to actually create more energy? Because I know there's a lot of women listening right now that are burnt out, right? They work a full-time job, they have a side hustle, or they're doing everything they can in their business right now. They're wearing multiple hats. Maybe they're in a relationship and have kids. So there's a lot going on. So what is energy consciousness and how do you actually like create more energy and protect the energy that you have when you're living in a space that's super, super overwhelming? That's such a good question. So I'll first start off by sharing energy consciousness and exactly what it is in a really simple way. So all energy consciousness is, is being aware of your energy and your energetic field. So if you were to sit with yourself right now, and if you were to put your hands on your heart, and if you were to just feel your heart beating and feel your energy, what are some of the things that are coming up for you? What are you aware of in this moment? Some people might be like, wow, I haven't done this in a while and I've been moving really fast. Um, it's been very intense. Some people might feel like, I feel like my energy feels very grounded. So energy consciousness is you becoming aware of your energy 24 seven. And this is why I often say that self-care is being self-aware. When you can become aware of your own energy and the contribution that your energy makes in every area of your life, then naturally you draw in different types of energies as well, like money, because money is also an energy, right? That is that is represented by this paper that also came from trees, right? So it's all energy. And so the energy consciousness model looks like this. Your energy creates your thoughts. Your thoughts creates your beliefs. Your beliefs create your emotions. Your emotions create your words. Your words create your actions. And your actions create your destiny. So if you want to reprogram your mind, if you feel like you've been a super overwhelmed person and that is just the natural state that you assume, like every single day, it's almost like you've trained yourself to be in a place where you, you, want, you want to feel stressed. I don't want to say you want to feel stressed, but some people are very much, and I know this because I've been there, sometimes when you're so used to having so many things going on and you're so used to this imbalance, you, you just want more of it. It almost becomes addicting. And I know for me that as a high performer and high achiever back then, that I always wanted to make sure that I was juggling so many things at the same time because I wanted it to keep me busy. But keeping me busy didn't actually keep me fulfilled and it kept my energy feeling completely drained. So what this model allows you to do is it allows you to examine your energy and how your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, your actions on a day-to-day -day basis or moment-to-moment -moment basis is created from your energy. So let's just use the example that I gave um, in the beginning with my dad. 
I became aware that I was working really hard in my life to make more money because this was a hardwired belief that I observed through watching my dad. And because I observed my dad doing it, I started to train myself how to do the same exact thing. Now, if I want to go back and if I want to change my energy around it, then I have to start with what's happening at an energetic level. I have to start with, well, how do I want to feel? If the answer that comes to you is you want to feel joy, for example, or you want to feel prosperous, then how can you begin to elevate your energy in the way that allows you to feel joy and prosperity. So right now you might be thinking to yourself, well, if you look at your schedule, you might notice that there are things on your schedule that actually don't bring you joy. You might notice that there are things that you fill up your time with just because you want to please other people or just because it's an autopilot pattern that you've ran on your entire life. And so when you become aware of that, and you know that that's what you're doing, you immediately make the changes that are necessary so you can remove yourself from doing things that don't actually bring you the joy. And right away, what that does is it allows you to change your energy. And when you start changing the way that you are feeling about something or your, your energy around something, then the way that you think about things then begin to change. And the way that you believe something, your belief systems begin to change. And then your emotions around it begins to change. And then your, the way that you start to look at your life and the way that you take actions and the things that you typically say and the old habits that you have, that begins to change. So it really begins with the, the energy that you have. And this is exactly how you can start creating more energy. Because I was aware of that, I was able to create more energy because I would have spent a long time thinking about or hoarding that, that energy of my father or feeling resentful towards my father because I watched him do this his entire life. And because of that, I believed in it. And there's underlying residual resentment towards him. So when I can become clear about that, I naturally am creating more energy because think about how much energy that actually takes you to do things that you don't actually love or to hold on to something in your heart or to hold on to grudges, right? So when you can actually sit with that, that's when it begins to change mm. and you create more. I've, I've experienced this so much. I've watched you go, go through it. We've gone through it together in our own business, but it's alchemizing the energy, right? So whatever vibration it is that you're holding on to, like you said, it will either give you more energy or deplete you. And it's so true. We hold on to these beliefs or these thoughts or these experiences or these stories for dear life because we, we have um, like an attachment to it. Like you were saying, like we are choosing to want to stay stressed out because that's what, that's the norm for us. And we can't even fathom what it would be like to work less and actually make more money because that's not what we've been taught. We, we haven't been taught that prosperity can be something that we get to have, like that's saved for the elite. But from what I'm hearing, everything that you're saying is regardless of your environment, like you can choose to feel this energized, prosperous, aligned energy at any time. It just comes down to what is your value system? What are you choosing? And then shifting into a new vibration. I love that so much. And it's also about asking yourself if you're available to receive it, right? Oftentimes the reason why we are not 
attracting prosperity or joy in our lives is because we're too busy to even be open to receiving it. And so energetically, are you in a space in your life now where you're open to receiving it? Or is the majority of the times when you're thinking, your thoughts are, are thinking about things that actually don't bring you joy and drain your energy instead. So when you can become more clear of that, that's how you can start attracting the things that you desire in your life. And you literally start to change your reality and it, it changes right in front of you. And when you can become more aware of it, that's when you have a lot of fun with it because because then life becomes like a game and it becomes like a video game. Like I used to play video games a lot when I was younger. Um, I played Mario world. And what I loved about Mario world is that you had a mission that was assigned to you. And when you go on the mission, you have to kill monsters and every monster that you kill, you get some gold coins, you, you're making some money. Right. And then when you get to the end and you complete the mission, you know, you receive the acknowledgement for, for that. And so I like to think of life as, we're, we're on this mission and we're also in this virtual game and that we get to kill the monsters in our mind, the thoughts of fear and anger and rage and the grudges and the, the resentment and the bitterness. And we get to kill those monsters when we actually look at it and become aware of it and transform it into literally money just like in the game. So once you start becoming aware of your thoughts, you're literally creating more space within your energetic field to receive more money. And then from that, you transition to a higher level, you upgrade to a higher level, you level up, right? And here's what happens in the game. If you end up losing or you end up dying because the monster kills you, you literally have another life. So you just start all over again. And I see life as the same exact way. I, my goal is to elevate my mind to the highest level of consciousness and to elevate my being to the highest level of self-realization in this lifetime. But here's the thing, if I don't make that goal for whatever reason, because I'm not meant to, then I have a next lifetime that I can continue that. So when it comes down to it, it's not as scary as we think. You make it sound so much fun, uh, like so much fun. And I relate to this on a lot of levels. You've taught me so much about meditation and creating consistency around that practice and my values and, and all that. And in my meditations, I've always felt like, you know, it's this opportunity to have this secret conversation that no one else is privy to. And I get to be kind of the architect of that video game, right? Like you get to be like the master planner behind the scenes. So I love that you said that. And it actually makes it feel playful, yeah. right? Sometimes in like the spiritual world, these practices can feel very heavy. You know, there are these gurus that use fancy language and they, they, you know, wear certain adornments and it can, it can just sometimes feel out of reach or almost what's the word I'm looking for? Like too serious. And the way that you're sharing this makes it feel lighthearted and fun. And it brings this sort of level of curiosity to life and personal development and self-realization. And even the idea of living a prosperous life, it doesn't necessarily have to be a struggle. It can actually be lighthearted and fun. So I love that you I love that you shared it that way. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what prosperity means to you, because I know you've been really anchoring into this more deeply. And this is the platform and the mission that you have right now is to really help others 
tap into and live a truly prosperous life. So could you share what that really means for you right now? Yeah, I want to share what prosperous means to me through this quote that just so beautifully describes uh, prosperity. And it's by Yogi Bahan. And it goes like this. Prosperity doesn't mean that you have wealth, health, and happiness. The best way to explain prosperity is that when a rosebud flowers and opens up, it has its fragrance. When a man or woman is prosperous, there is that fragrance of security, grace, depth, character, and truthfulness, which that person can share. Like a candle emits light, a prosperous human emits prosperity. So ultimately to me, what prosperity means is being able to realize yourself at the highest, highest level of consciousness and to be able to anchor into your truth and show up in that way through everything that you do. Your truth is made of multiple dimensions and it, your truth is made of multiple expressions as well. And sometimes because of the way that the world has taught us or schools and colleges and curriculums and certifications have taught us is that we have to be a certain way. It has to look a certain way. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't fall in alignment with how with being successful. And to me, what I learned is that it actually doesn't have to look a certain way and that it gets to look any kind of way that it wants to. And it comes down to creating your own unique soul blueprint and following your own unique path that is undefined by the outside world. I feel like a lot of us, sometimes we cling on to other people's strategies and systems and funnels. And if we follow it, then we're going to have success. And it's true. Oftentimes people do have great success, but not with the fulfillment that's there and not without draining themselves out. And, and it's not sustainable. So I believe that we're in a really beautiful time right now where we're going through this global shift and it's giving us all the ability to pause and reflect and reevaluate our life and our life choices and recognize that the old human operating systems that we had are no longer sustainable. So if we can, anchor into what feels prosperous to us in our own unique way, then we can create true, lasting, sustaining transformation. Mm, I love that. And you said something um, that I want to come back to is how to create a unique soul blueprint. So for someone that says, yes, I need that, where do you even really begin to, to do this work? Yeah. So when I talk about creating a unique soul blueprint, it's really about giving yourself permission for self-discovery, which doesn't look like a linear path. As most of you know, if you've been doing a lot of healing work, uh, it's not linear. Healing happens like a spiral, right? And so when you talk about a soul blueprint, it's really about exploring the dimensions of your soul and giving yourself permission to discover. And when I say discover, it's removing all the covers, all the layers of everything that you thought you had to be removing the way that you thought you had to perform so that you can just at your core essence, be your true authentic self. And this is about really anchoring into that unique vibration that is yours. And the way to do that is through this process of self-discovery and doing experiments that allow you to witness that in a way that doesn't feel constrictive or rigid. 
Okay, so I want all of this and you're my bestie. So I get like a front row seat to most of this. But this, this again, it sounds like a cheat sheet almost. It sounds like not a cheat sheet because that's not the right word, but it's like the key to life, right? Like you're basically helping people to tap into the, the law that governs themselves, right? Tapping into their soul so that they can gain access to like the secret level in the video game. It's the secret codes Uh (laughs) to be able to skip ahead a few boards and like have all the magical powers to win at life. Like that's what it sounds like. So I love the way that you put it. It sounds so fun. And that's, that's one of my core values is lightheartedness and playfulness. So (laughs) I love the way that you described it. Okay. And I want to talk about that core value of lightheartedness and playfulness. I want to come back to that. Um, because there's some funny things, funny stories that we can share, um, to tap into that side of you, but you have, um, something that you're making available right now for people to really help them dive into this work on a deeper level, tap into their own prosperity and their soul blueprint. And that is the prosperous school of self-realization. So can you share a little bit more about who this is for, what they can expect and how they can get into your vortex? Absolutely. So Prosperous School of Self-Realization is a 90-day integrative experience for burnt-out leaders to gain access to higher levels of joy, of freedom, love, prosperity, and knowing that it already lives within you. It's really about learning how to harness that energy so that you can create a new reality that aligns with your deepest desires, not the desires that are your moms, your dads, or anyone that's outside of you. It's your deepest desires. And it's really about allowing that to unfold in a safe container. So it's truly not just another program or another course that you're not going to finish because it's built for integration. And it truly is a radical upgrade for your human operating system. So think about every thought or belief that you have right now that just keeps you stuck in the same frustrating pattern. And no matter what you do, no matter how many new strategies you find or how many podcasts you listen to, how many free webinars you sign up for, how many courses you sign up for, you just can't seem to change this frustrating pattern that you're in. So that's why this school of self-realization is really about rewiring and reprogramming your mind for prosperity so that you can believe that it actually lives within you. So within 90 days, we're going to change your reality and get you to a place where you feel really confident to walk on your unique path. Mm. And of course, it's universally guided that you're launching this program right now in the middle of a global awakening in so many ways. And guys, trust me when I tell you like Sandy is a student first and then a teacher. She literally goes through some of the most challenging experiences in her own personal life, just like the story that she was sharing about her father in the very beginning. And then she anchors in the deep spiritual teachings um, as the tools to move through whatever it is that she's moving through and then packages it up and offers it to you. It's like, again, it's like giving someone the secret code. So if someone is feeling called to learn more, what's the best way for them to get connected? You can go to sandyvo.com slash prosperous school. And then you can use a special code because I have a special code for your podcast listeners. You can use the code podcast and you'll receive $99 off your full tuition. Yay.
Thank you for that. Um, guys, make sure you go check that out. If you have any questions, um, send Sandy a DM. She's at iSandyVille on Instagram. We'll make sure we link all that in the show notes. And Sandy, I know you love to hang out in your DMs all the time. So make sure you slide into her DM and give her some love. So I want to talk about some funny stuff because you are like literally one of the funniest, quirkiest people I know. And what I love so much about your the way that you run your entire life and your business is that fun and play is literally at the core of everything you do. Now I happen to know some of the really like funny behind the scenes things that you do. Um, but I'm not going to like roast you right now. So I want to make sure, um, that, I give you an opportunity to talk about the things that you want to talk about. I'm, I'm not going to throw you under the bus guys. If you want to know like the secret insider stuff, you can slide into my DM and I'll let you know, but okay. So how about we do this repeat or fill in the blank. If you really knew me, you would know that. If you really knew me, you would know that when I'm thinking really hard about something, I'm rubbing my boobs. <laughs> true it happens on our team meetings all the time <laughs> there's, there's a very there's a very soulful reason for that i it really allows you to tap into your feminine power you're acknowledging parts of yourself that you may not acknowledge because they're they're a special piece of who it is that you are they're right by your heart and i actually told melissa this before i hopped on the call but i saw this instagram post <laughs> and it shows perky boobs and it shows saggy boobs and it shows that after you massage your boobs and you rub it, it allows the, the blood, the blood to go through your cells and it makes it look more pumped and perky. So that's a benefit. (laughs) We will be on our team meetings or Sandy and I will be talking about something really deep and she'll either be like, you'll either be like rubbing your knee in a circular motion or when you're really in deep thought, you're literally rubbing your boobs. And I'm just like, our assistant Chelsea and I are just kind of look at you like Sandy's in deep thought right now. She's really digging this conversation. I'm telling you girl, there's no deeper form of self-love than touching yourself and your boobs. (laughs) Okay. How about another one? If you really knew me, you would know that. Hmm. If you really knew me, you would know that I am Vietnamese, black and Indian. Hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this. So there've been so many times that we've gone to get our nails done before and um, you speak fluent uh, Vietnamese. And a lot of times like the, the women in the salon don't know that you speak Vietnamese cause you don't look Vietnamese. And, um, but more recently with everything that's been happening with George Floyd, a lot has been coming up for you around the different parts of your cultural background and being part black. So would you be open to sharing a little bit more about what you're navigating through right now and how this global movement has impacted you in this way? Yeah. Anytime that something's happen happening within the matrix, it just acts as a mirror of what's happening within the collective consciousness. So when something's something's happening, I, I like to observe it, but not be attached to it. And as I was observing what was happening within the whole Black Lives Movement and the racial injustices that were happening in the world and how prominent it then became, I started to look at myself and I started to look at 
I started to reminisce and I started to remember times when I experienced racism growing up. And um, I, if you saw a baby picture of me when I was younger, I look like a black girl and you wouldn't have known that I was Vietnamese. And even when you look at me today, you might not even know that I'm Vietnamese, like Melissa was saying. And so one of the things that I observed is that I've been suppressing my blackness because of how much I got made fun of when I was younger. And I would have people touch my hair and ask me if it was real because it's super thick and curly when I left it naturally and I didn't have like a straightener or anything. I would have people call me the N-word. Um, and some of these people were also my friends and I thought that it was funny that I had this blackness in me. And so what I did without even realizing it is I started suppressing this really important part within myself. And I started to do things like straighten my hair and I would um, be afraid to get myself too dark because growing up my mom, who is half black, who has suppressed that part of her, her entire life because of the way that she grew up in Vietnam. You know, my mom really went through a traumatic experience um, growing up in Vietnam, being half black and being completely torn apart and made fun of and had rocks thrown at her and everything. So because my mom grew up in that way, my mom wanted me to be safe. And she always told me, you know, don't spend too much time out in the sun, make sure that you like put lots of sunblock on. And so what would happen is when my family and my friends were out playing in the beach, I would hide underneath an umbrella and I would wear a sweatshirt on top of that. And I would just, that's where I would sit and I would just watch everyone else have fun. And I would be so self-conscious about my skin color. And that's how deep the programming was. And when this whole Black Lives Matter situation started to become more prominent and really in your face to such a degree where you cannot avoid it, I started to be like, wow, I had no idea or I just wasn't aware that I had been suppressing this really huge part that's within me for such a long time. And I did deeper healing with that through the tools and modalities and, and the methodology that I teach. Because as Melissa says, I truly am a student before I teach it to other people. And I uncovered so much about myself and I felt like because of the Black Lives Movement, because of everything that happened with George Floyd, I honor him as a light worker because it woke up the blackness and the black goddess that lives within me. And I was able to really feel into the energy of my ancestors and feel them just out crying for me, roaring to just step into my power and allow this energy to surge within me. And then I realized the voice that I have and the, like the, the, there's certain parts of my nature that I do not see reflected in the Vietnamese culture. And I know that that comes in the black culture. So I just embrace it even more. I embrace my resilience even more. And I really had to sit and do a ceremony where I sat with my ancestors and I was able to um, forgive myself and to also call on them to help propel me towards the future and leading the way for all the other women of color and black women as well, who are so worthy of living a prosperous and free life. Mm. That's so beautifully said. And I think it's relatable, even if you're not, um, even if you're not black, right? I think we all have parts of us that we choose to either ignore or segregate or, you know, um, just, just want to push away and not, and not look at. And it's these moments in life that are incredibly 
painful and polarizing that give us an opportunity, like you said, to go back to the beliefs that we have and really choose whether or not it serves us. And what, what I'm hearing you say is part of living a prosperous life is really owning all the different sides of who you are, every single facet. We have a light side, we have shadow sides, you know, and there's, there's no such thing as, as perfect, but there is such a place as prosperous. So maybe the work is to let go of that idea of being perfect and let go of that idea of everything having to fit into a certain box and more lean into the idea of feeling prosperous and allowing all parts of who we are to flourish and know that it's part of growing. Like, like there will always be blind spots, but as long as you're willing to be curious, right. Mm-hmm. And learn the skill set to get to the next level in the video game that you can unlock these new realizations about yourself and new ways of being that ultimately allow you to step into your fullest potential. Mm, You're so good. Mm. Sandy, I can't tell you how grateful I am for you, not only for, you know, spending the time here today on the podcast, but just for your light in this world and the way that you're so committed to showing up and doing your, the work and being such a example of what it looks like to live by your value system, even when it's uncomfortable, create boundaries so that you can serve from a true place of prosperity and as a vessel for change for others. So I'm I'm just so incredibly grateful for you in this world, but also for being here on the podcast. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you and your, your resilience to start this podcast and share your gifts with the world. It's a super exciting time for me because I believe that your voice is a special voice and I'm so happy that people finally get to hear it and connect to your gifts. So thank you. I receive all of that. So if people want to connect with you, find you, follow you, all the things, where's the best place for them to do that? So you can hang out with me on my Instagram DMs at, at iSandyVo, and you can find me on my website, sandyvo.com. If you want to connect on there. Guys, make sure that you go follow Sandy. She's incredible. The content that she shares is amazing. And like I said, slide into her DMs because I know that's one of her favorite places to hang out. And if you love this episode, please share it with someone you know needs to hear it. Tag Sandy, tag myself so we know that um, this message is getting out into the world. And Sandy, last question I always ask everyone, and you can feel, have as, like, take as much permission as you need to just feel into it fully. What are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating the launch of Prosperous, the school, because it's the very first thing that I put out there where it resonates at such a deep level that I only want to serve. There's no attachment to what the outcome is going to look like. And I know that the women who are walking through those doors are going to be women who are going to drastically change their life. And I'm grateful that I have stepped into a place of embodiment in order to do that. So I'm celebrating the launch of the school. I cannot wait to see how this turns out and just see all the testimonials and the transformation that these women are going to experience. So yay, congrats. (laughs) Thank you, my love. I received. All right, guys. Once again, if you love this episode, please share it with someone you know needs to hear it. Tag Sandy and I. And until the next episode, don't forget to live your boldly courageous life. Bye. 
Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Oh, 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 oh